Hi, guys. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Trisha Stefankiewicz, registered dietitian nutritionist. On today's episode, we are going to talk about the philosophy that I preach a lot on this show and how I didn't take my own advice and some of the consequences and lessons that I learned that I feel like would maybe help you as you start making some health-related changes to your life. So listen in and you can kind of hear about my story and then, you know, some tips that I took away that I think would benefit you as you begin or continue your journey into, you know, whole health empowerment and just achieving some kind of whole health or making some whole health changes. Before we start the episode, I want to remind you that I have a free Facebook community, Whole Health Empowerment Project. It is a community that's meant to be supportive and motivational and vulnerable for women who are just like you, whether you're starting your your journey or you're continuing your journey. It is a very small community as I'm just starting it. And so I would love to have you in there to be one of the original members and I'd love to get to know you. So hop on over to Whole Health Empowerment Project on Facebook. My mantra when it comes to starting any health change is to start where you're at. Most episodes of this podcast, I end with that mantra of just starting where you're at. How I got to that point was for many years, I worked as a dietitian in a clinical setting in a hospital and people would come in all of a sudden their, their world would be turned upside down with all of these changes that they needed to do moving forward in their life. And what I would see is that because there were so many changes and so many things that had to be accomplished at one time, that for most people, they weren't able to achieve any of the goals because all of the changes at one time seemed to be too overwhelming and insurmountable for people to do. So what I, what I was able to see was that, and what the research supports was that, you know, giving somebody just one change, just one change to do the most important change typically resulted in things that were a little bit more achievable, especially if you were able to start where you're at, not where you want to be, that you would eventually be able to get to where you will eventually get to where you want it. And so, you know, I think that with anybody and including you, that sometimes when you're trying to make a behavior change, if you go about it and you don't you know, if you go about it and you're trying to do too many things at one time, it can be really overwhelming and for the actual change to occur. And I think with this, like this, like endless amount of nutrition knowledge out there, it's really difficult to figure out where to begin, what to do, how to simplify it and what's most important. So that's why That's where this whole philosophy of starting where you're at and just kind of working from there and building onto what you're already doing, how that became about. So I, however, don't always follow my own advice. So a few months ago, I decided that I would partake in this like three month long fitness challenge that would end at the beginning of my summer vacation with my family. It's our annual trip. So a little bit of the backstory in this is that my family does this annual banana boat ride and I've never been able to do it because I have 
a hip that is um, that was fractured during my pregnancy, and it's been about four years, and I'm still recovering from it. And so, when I left vacation last year, of course, I'm trying to control everything. And one of my goals was like, yeah, I'm going to totally do that banana boat ride this year. So. As you know, over the last year, I had been slowly incorporating some kind of physical activity into my life and doing more exercising, and I was much more consistent at it. But it wasn't to the level of what this program entailed. So this essentially would be a program that would be like 45 to 60 minutes per day, and that it was a big commitment, and it was going to be something that was, you know, going to be a little bit harder for me to do because my hip despite doing surgery and physical therapy and seeing a chiropractor, it's still healing. And so there wasn't a lot of recovery in that program to really help with the healing process as I was doing more activity. So I made this commitment and I worked really hard to achieve the goals of the program. So my focus was to be physically stronger than I had been and that somehow becoming physically stronger would help my hip recovery, my hip recovery progress, and that I would be able to do this banana boat ride, right, this year. Despite, again, this was a huge time commitment for me because I work a full-time job. I have this side business where I see, where I do nutrition coaching. If anyone's interested, I'll give my little shout out. I do the podcast and, and I also take care of my son most days of the week. So I, you know, it's, it's a big commitment to make 45 to 60 minutes a day, six days a week. So I felt really proud of myself that I, A, made this commitment and that I was doing it. And as the program progressed, I was so proud of myself for how much stronger I felt. And it felt really good to be able to do push-ups and to be able to do things that I haven't been able to do in years. And that was great. But what was, but despite feeling like I was getting stronger, I was also having some consequences of pain. Oh my gosh, the pain was horrible. And I was, I found myself taking like more like Aleve or Tylenol or Motrin or something to help with my pain. And, and I hadn't done that in a long time. And if you're someone who deals with chronic pain, you know what I'm talking about. It's like you get to a point that you just manage it and that you don't take anything for it because you're used to having it. But now here I was, I'm working out, but that's great and all, but like, I can't really walk at work because my hip hurts me so much. And then making matters worse was that I was really frustrated and disappointed by my lack of results. So I didn't feel like, even though I was stronger, that I was seeing like any noticeable changes in my body. So about two months in, I really had to take a look at what I was doing to see if I could continue with the process. I had about a month left. And so I was having this like internal dialogue and struggle of like, on this one hand, I was feeling really committed to try to get through this last month so that I could look back and be like, look, Trish, you did it. How great it is. You haven't achieved this success in four years. And this would be really great. But at the same time, I was trying to figure out if it was worth the commitment time-wise And because I was having so much pain, I was starting to feel like maybe I was actually hindering any progress in my hip at all because it was just pain all the time. So I took a few days off after about two months and was really trying to figure out what to do. I talked about it obsessively to my girlfriends, and then I decided that I needed to stop and reevaluate. Now, that in itself was really a hard thing to do, that process of stopping something, because 
like I felt like I was somehow giving up or that I had failed to keep that commitment to myself, even though I was like killing myself because I was having so much pain and I was actually probably hindering my own progress. But in my mind, I had so much more riding on these workouts than I, than I, than I had even imagined. So eventually I decided that the risk of hurting myself by doing the workouts seemed too much to keep going forward. So I stopped. And so what I did instead was I, you know, I basically was reevaluating what I needed to do. Now, in the old days, I would have just quit and I would have just said, let me try something else. I can't do it. I'm not there. My body is not strong enough. And I just, I would have probably felt a little stumped on and very frustrated and just very, just, I just would have felt like really upset about the whole thing. And I was upset. But the difference this time around was that I felt like that I had made such progress in terms of my strength that I didn't want to stop completely because there were things that I was able to do. And yet I also knew that I couldn't continue the pace of what I was doing because it wasn't really allowing for any recovery for me to get better. And at this point in the game, I knew that that was probably something that was much more important than maybe it had been in the past. So I stepped back and I looked at like what would actually work. And what I realized is that I probably needed to do more recovery days than what I was doing at this point in time and what the program offered. And I really needed to increase the calories that I was eating on the days that I worked out. So this was a huge step for me to be able to like really break it down well, actually the huge step was stopping, but not st- was stopping to evaluate it and not going forward. And then also reevaluating it and not quitting and then trying to modify it to see what fit for me and what didn't and how to move forward without giving up. So I want to remind you for any of you, if this is your first time listening, that I'm not an athlete. I'm a 46 year old mom to a little four year old boy And the goal of me working out was to regain physical strength so that I could go on a goddamn banana boat ride and that so that I could be able to run or play with my kid without limping, um, limping along the way. I work a full-time job. I have a side business. I take care of my kid, like I said. So this would be a very different experience if I was an athlete and I was working towards Olympic medal or I had something more riding on it. But even though this goal wasn't worldly, it was a goal that was felt really big for me. And it's probably more of a goal that maybe the average person wants to achieve. So perhaps you're somebody who has a goal like mine, like you want to be able to play with your kids or you want to be able to feel better, or you want to be able to feel more comfortable in your skin, or you want to be able to feel like you have more energy. And even though that goal doesn't feel like an Olympic size goal, perhaps that that feels like something that is just as big as, as one of those Olympic size goals to you. So why am I telling you this story? Well, my mission on this podcast and in doing this podcasting and doing this on the side was because I really want to normalize all the thoughts and things that happens when it comes to making health-related behavior changes. I think that a lot of times what we see is the beginning of when somebody starts to make a change and the end when someone gets to the goal that they want. But there's this whole middle part that nobody talks about and that somehow glamorized when it's really hard. And this is the messy part and this is where all of the magic happens. 
So I wanted to, you know, to kind of normalize the messiness of it and the, the imperfection of it. And that knowing that, you know, part of your starting journey, you know, doesn't mean that if you tried something that it has to end there. So it doesn't mean that your journey has to end with a perceived failure. And that chances are you have experienced something similar to my story. And maybe you felt like you had started and failed at something, but that you keep going because that's where the magic happens. And that's part of the process of making lasting behavior change. So now that you know my story, I want to ask you, has this ever happened to you? Did you ever, were you ever so excited to start something new that you go all in, but you don't exactly have the strength or maybe you don't have the skills yet? developed to, to really make that behavior change happen at this potential at this particular time. Or even it could potentially hinder your health and fitness goals if you keep moving forward. Have you ever been like so desperate to lose weight or get stronger or feel better that you make these huge changes only to have to backpedal and you know and modify the plan to make it work in your life and somehow you feel defeated or frustrated with that? This is a completely normal part of the practice and the journey when it comes to lasting behavior change. And yet this is the step step that we all dread the most and we don't want to do it because it feels fraught with failure and frustration and hopelessness. My experience here is not so different than something that you have probably experienced. So let's figure out and talk about some lessons that I've learned from my experience that may help you as you move forward in making your in making your health goals a reality. So the first lesson that I would say is to do something for a few weeks and then reevaluate what is working and what is not. So stop reminiscing about maybe what you were able to do in the past and start where you're at right now. Because whether you like it or not, this is where you're at. I don't want you to be afraid to make any modifications in your life. What works for you will be very different than where it works for somebody else. And what works for you now may be different than what worked for you before. It doesn't mean that somehow you've failed in some way, but I want you to reevaluate what is working and what isn't because I don't want you to go through like I did and have an extra month of a program that wasn't working, but you're so stuck in your own ego like I was that I wasn't, that I'm causing more harm than good. And so, because what happens with that is if you keep going and not seeing the results that you want, it's going to be really hard to move forward beyond that. And it's really going to be hard for you to continue and build upon making health changes. So do something for a few weeks, figure out if it works for you. And if it doesn't change it, and if it does, then move forward and create more steps onto the process. But looking at the process will save you. It will save you time and it will save you frustration. And honestly, I wish that I had done that because it would have saved me a lot of pain, frankly, if I had just done that, but I didn't. And so, you know, it doesn't mean that you failed in any way. It just means that you may need to fix a few things or work things out a little bit differently to account for your body right now and your lifestyle where you are right now. 
health progress looks different to different people. So really it's about trying to figure out what works for you and what's a realistic plan for your life right now. And you're not going to know unless you started and do it and reevaluate it. So that's my first lesson. Lesson number two was that I needed to slow down and take some time for my body, my body to recover and heal. Now, this lesson might be different for you. It might look something, it might look differently to you. But the gist here is that I'm no longer 26 years old. Even though sometimes I feel like that was just yesterday, my body is very different than it was 20 years ago. And so perhaps what I need to make it stronger and what I need to fuel it is different. And so maybe that's something that that resonates with you. So maybe you can't do what you could do 20 years ago right now. And maybe you'll be able to do that in the future, but you're just not right right now. Maybe your body needs different things for it to, to feel more energized. Maybe it needs more food to nourish it. It's going to be different than your life was and your body was 20 years ago. So it's trying to keep up with what works and what your body needs now and to accept that. For me now, stretching and recovery is something that is much more of a non-negotiable than it used to be. So in order to achieve my health results when it comes to making any behavior change, I need to listen more of what my body is telling me and not plowing forward with my blinders on. My ego wouldn't allow me to give up after the first month, so I kept trying even though I didn't have any results showing for it. But I had, I just slowed down and listened to what my body was telling me and really had some time to be in contact and communicate with myself, I would have been in a much better place to make those changes. Lesson number three, every change happens over time. Most of us live in a world where we want results immediately and we don't, and when we don't get them, we stop completely. I feel like it becomes this all or nothing kind of this, we we end up in this all or nothing kind of thinking that unless we can do something perfectly, we're not going to do it at all. And in doing that, it, it really makes it hard for the process to, for the process to pan out, right? Because we're not allowing for the process to occur over a time frame, especially when it comes to all or nothing thinking. So we could be in a place that we're doing all the things that we need to do and then, you know, and then we stop and then we're maybe not doing anything at all. And so, you know, recognizing that change happens over time and that, the journey of the change is where the magic happens. So this is your chance that if you want to start the journey to start it, but knowing that it takes consistency for it to happen, it's going to be very hard to make lasting behavior change if you're just doing the behavior sometimes and then at other times not doing it at all. So what really matters here is the consistency. The consistency is what counts when making any behavior change that's lasting. Lesson number four is this whole idea of of consistency again. So many of us have this idea that we want to do it perfect and that we create all of these obstacles to our own success that we never achieve any of it. So in you know kind of going on with the previous lesson of 3 of being consistent, just start with with trying and doing something consistent before making and creating rules around it. So I feel like a little, I'm going to give you an example of what I'm trying to say here is that 
I think many of us try to do too many things at one time, right? So we'll say, I want to eat better. I want to maybe eat vegan. Maybe that's like the lifestyle that you want, right? And that's an extreme change. But we don't have the process in place to make that change happen. And so we go from this like not doing anything to all of a sudden wanting to be a vegan. But it's going to be very hard to do that because you don't have any of the steps in place to make that happen. And so before you start deciding that you want to be a vegan, maybe start meal planning or maybe start meal prepping on a daily basis so that you can have some of those things in place before you, you know, impose further restrictions on it. This is what's going to work in order for you to be successful at your goal along the way. You have to kind of develop these processes. And so I feel like what happens a lot of times when people are trying to make this change is that what ends up, you know, having, I think what ends up creating that, like sometimes we do it and sometimes we don't, is that we don't have the processes in place consistently enough for the change to be something that we're able to do for life. So I would say as the lesson is to establish the basics of doing and creating a routine first before you get into the logistics of, before you get into the things and the rules that you want to apply to it. So establish the routine, figure out how to do it consistently. And then if you want to add more to it or more strictness onto it as you move forward, then sure, you can do that. So example, if you want to work out, right, don't all of a sudden say, you're not doing anything. And then all of a sudden you're going to do something like a three month program. Like I was trying, there needs to be some processes in place in order for you to get to that point. So if you just say, um, I haven't done anything and I'm going to do this three month program. Sure. That may work, but you may need to start simpler. You may need to do a program that's like 30 minutes instead of 60 minutes so that you're able to show yourself a, that you can do it and develop the confidence around it. And then move on to the next step, which would be, you know, doing the 45 or 60 minute workout. So it's just kind of knowing and creating a routine so that you can make it more consistent that you would be able to move on to the next step. Lesson number five, any step forward when it comes to making your health a priority is progress. Let's not diminish the results that you know, that aren't what we want it to be, but instead celebrate them and keep going. So when it comes to my story, right, I was so annoyed that I didn't have the results that I wanted, but the results here were that I learned a lot from that experience and I became a lot stronger than I have been in a really long time. So I need to celebrate that because if I don't, it's going to be very hard for me to continue on with the process. And so I would say the same thing to you, anything that you're doing, whether you're able, you know, to walk 10 more minutes than you were yesterday, or maybe you work out three more days now than you were a year ago, that's progress. Maybe you're eating more fruits and veggies than you were a year ago. Great. Maybe you're drinking way more water and you're much more hydrated. That's great. So celebrate that instead of diminishing them because that's what's going to keep you going. That's what's going to help create motivation along the way is to really see what progress you've made. And also I would say master one goal first. And then once you've done that, consistently move on to the next one. So just take one goal at a time. So if your goal is to have, you know, to work out four days a week, just start with where you're at and add on either 15 minutes or add on a day. And then once you master that, move on to the next thing. 
Many people make the mistake of doing too many goals and making too many changes at one time that you end up being less than average than any of the goals. So do average first and then move on to the next skill or health goal, because it's going to be those small wins along the way that get you to the result, the end result, the bigger goal that you want. Tim Grover, I think has this like saying, and I'm not going to get it right, but I just wanted to kind of mention it and to credit him, but it's something like most people first have to achieve average before they can become good or great. So the goal here is to do something consistently that you can be average And so any step in that progress is to just know what you're doing and not to diminish it and to kind of keep going forward until you become at a step that you're doing it consistently and that you can say that you're doing it at least average. And the last lesson here is to create your own blueprint. So what I would say is to work backwards, figure out what your big goal is here, and then chunk it down into these baby steps of how you're going to get there. So once you start, then you're going to be able to create more of a plan of what it looks like to get to the end point. I think so many of us don't really know what we want and we just start with these like little goals. So really figure out what the big goal is here. So what is your goal? What do you want to achieve? Do you want to work out most days of the week? Do you want to be stronger? What do you want? And really start to chunk that down into like, how will you get there and just start where you're at now. So Again, if you're not doing anything or maybe you're walking one day a week, maybe the goal to get to the bigger, the bigger goal is to then start doing two days a week, or maybe it's to start with doing an extra 15 minutes, or maybe it's to start eating more fruits and vegetables, or maybe it's to start meal planning, whatever it is on your journey, figure out what the big goal that you have is, and then create these little steps and these little chunks of things that you can do these baby steps that you can do that will help you simplify the process based on where you're at now to get you to the bigger goal. And I want to remind you that, you know, there's going to be some good days in this whole health journey. There's going to be some bad days. There's going to be days that that you're going to feel like, man, I got this. And then there's going to be other days when you may feel really defeated. But do your best and just keep going and learn to forgive yourself for any missteps along the way. Because by the way, they're not, they're not missteps. They're, that's a part of the journey. It's not perfect. It's messy. And, but the journey is where the magic lies. The journey is where we don't want to be, but, but the journey is where our true success happens. So let's let's stop punishing ourselves for what hasn't worked in the past and start celebrating what we have learned so that we're better able to move forward. I want to remind you that whole health is not an impossibility. It is, but it does require you to become more aware of your beliefs and more aware of what it needs and what it takes and that it, it requires consistency with your actions. And so I'm going to quote the great Arthur Ashe here, which is start where you're at, use what you have, do what you can do. Start where you're at, use what you have, do what you can do. Because this is going to be a journey. It's not going to be something, it's not about being perfect. It's about being 1% better each day. So be kind to yourself, friends. And I look forward to seeing you back here next week. If you found value in this podcast, 
please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Being a busy woman or mom doesn't mean that we have to give up on our health, wellness, or self-care. Together, we can take tiny, imperfect steps towards creating the whole health we desire and deserve. You can find us at wholehealthempower.com or on Instagram at wholehealthempower. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.